0: Hello everybody. My name is Danielle Clardy and I am your host for the conversation series podcast, the podcast where we sit down with different people from different walks of life with different backgrounds, different careers and niches, and hear what inspires them and how they got started. And we're doing it all right here. So let's start the conversation. I have a super awesome guest with me today. I have Nicholas Creme here with me today. And he's like a podcast king quite honestly is what I'm going to call him today (laughs) and I'm going to turn it over to him let him introduce himself and then we're going to get kicked off
1: yeah thanks Danielle thanks uh thanks for having me this is a a cool project that you're doing and yeah appreciate the invite so um I don't know if I'd call myself a podcasting king but I've kind of gone all all in on it recently and and um jumped into the fire so we'll we'll see how it goes but um yeah, about me, um, I'm a podcaster, uh, something that I, like I just mentioned, I kind of went all in on within the last year and having a lot of fun with, so you may see me on LinkedIn or, or Twitter posting some of that content. And then, uh, you know, the rest of my time is spent in the healthcare space trying to help employers and, and help leaders uh, provide quality healthcare to their employees. So okay. that's kind of how I, how I split my time. Um, love to read, love to learn, and I'm sure we'll talk some more about that. But
0: yeah. Awesome. And I, what I love is that you have a background in that technology and kind of crypto and computers and everything like that. You've moved into healthcare. What sparked the move into kind of healthcare?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so right out of school, I went to work for an, an insurance carrier and I was selling the employee benefits and after a few years of doing that I and realizing that the majority of the consultant and the broker's' time that I was calling on that they were focused on the health plan, um, I just got really curious and kind of went down that rabbit hole and started to, to read a lot and, and try to understand how health plans were put together and maybe some of the problems facing the industry and uh, I was hooked. so after a few years of doing the other thing I said I want to I want to make the jump and I want to focus more on the healthcare piece and so, within the last year, I switched over and became an employee benefits advisor and really focused on building out those health plans. So that was kind of the kind of the entrance into that. And then, uh, you know, the technology and the crypto piece is, you know, once again, just my love of learning and I, I like technology and I like messing around with that stuff. So I do a lot of that in my free time, so.
0: There is no shortage of knowledge to pick apart from the healthcare industry. And that's what I found in my, in my short term in the healthcare industry is there is literally not enough hours in the day for you to like dissect anything in the healthcare industry because it's ever changing every single day. There's, once you dig into one issue, you go down a different rabbit hole and then you go down another one once you get to the bottom of that one. Um, but it's, it's, I found it super evolving too. And Mm -hmm. I, of course, with everything going on with the pandemic right now, uh, so many things have come to light
1: resonate with what you're saying i had one of those moments last night i was you know watching some content and some videos and you kind of get to the point where like i can either like set this down and do something else and give my brain a a rest or i can continue to try to like cram this into my head and connect the dots and um you know i made the decision last night to go ahead and you know put the youtube channel down or put the you know put the ipad down the youtube videos down and say i just want the stuff to sit here but um you know, I've, I've really been spending a lot of time really trying to understand um, how technology plays into healthcare, Yeah. not from the standpoint and really understanding like technology for technology's sake, doesn't yeah. necessarily solve a problem. So really understanding like, what is the purpose of the technology? Is it, um, you know, sparking some of those in-person patient physician conversations yeah. that need to happen more often? Is it ongoing triaging and- and. Yeah. Monitoring a patient, so that I think that's where I'm spending a lot of my time, like really understanding, probably the primary care physician and that that ecosystem, um, is where I'm spending a lot of my time, just you know thinking and learning. So yeah,
0: is that the most interesting part of healthcare that you've come into so far?
1: Um, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty fascinated by it. I think a lot of what I spend my day to day around the employer piece and building yeah. out the plans. You know, a lot of that has been the strategies and the um, yeah. The, the strategies and the success stories are there. It's just finding yeah. people that are willing to, to listen and, and to implement those things. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I think probably the most fascinating thing for me is kind of like, where are we going and yeah. what's going on with virtual care and how is technology yeah. going to enhance the whole entire process and make it better, so.
0: Yeah, virtual, virtual care has been the most interesting part for me where I, I continuously am learning about it Um, not through just my job, but also I, you've had the pleasure of talking to Dr. Shantanu Nandi, but a lot of what he preaches is that virtual primary care. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where I've really like found my fascination at just because I think what's coming could be super cool at the same time where you're not having to have doctors fax documents over to different hospitals or other doctors it's all in one place. Um, so it, it'll be super interesting when that time comes, if it comes hopefully soon, yeah. uh, and what that looks like.
1: Uh, this week, I was I was reading some stuff. And what I thought was fascinating is it seems like the pyramid is kind of flipping the way that I heard it yeah. put. And, you know, right now, patients, we really rely on like patients to determine I need to go see a doctor based on how I'm feeling or these symptoms that I'm having and what I'm really most, probably most fascinated about with virtual care is like, how do you flip that pyramid and create a situation where um, your symptoms and your biomarkers and that type of stuff is being monitored. And then when something is irregular or something is too high, then a physician triggers that appointment or reaches out to you, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, it's kind of totally, I think, we're having to change our mind and our mindset around what that looks like and it's, it's pretty interesting we could probably go down even further down that rabbit hole but we
0: I mean, definitely could yeah. um it, it, it will be super interesting in the next couple of years i think there's been so many so much change in the last year um because of the pandemic but it'll be interesting in the next two three years what that change looks like going forward as well yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, hopping into the podcast we're just going to hop right into it okay The three that you have, The Nicholas Krim Show, Exploring Healthcare, and then Executive Spotlight. Yeah. Can we just start from the top and you just kind of like run through the purpose of each of these and why three?
1: So podcasting for me, I I was the kid growing up. I loved listening to the radio, Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just music. I loved listening to talk. I was a weird kid that loved listening to talk radio and I would... um, you know, sometimes I would call in, I'd make a comment or I would call yeah. in to share my point of view. And I was just fascinated by this entire, this job that someone was paid to sit there and just talk about ideas, interview guests and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then also growing up, I really, uh, I love to ask people what they did, especially adults. Like I'd yeah. love to hear about their jobs and, and their background. So enter podcasting, which was this like perfect mix of talking and,
0: and, oh, yeah. and exploring ideas and
1: also asking people what do you do can I ask you more about that um so that was that's just kind of like what got me interested I guess in the space and really just interviewing in general and so yeah so I have three um you know the Nicholas Crumb show and the executive spotlight are really um you know the purpose is to really interview just interesting people Um, I, I really resonated with the mission of of your show and kind of why you got into this and that desire for continuous learning, and um, and th- and that's what I hope to do. I think people are all very unique. They we all have like really interesting stuff about us, um, yeah. and so I like to like to try to explore and find and dig and poke for those things. And uh, you know, it's it's exciting me just that process because sometimes those interesting things or facts or ideas are in places you wouldn't necessarily you know expect them. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so the nickel Scrum shows this a little bit more. I would say a wider ranging topics. Um, the executive spotlight is a little bit more, you know, business focused, um, yeah. a little more executive focused, and then um, you know the exploring healthcare just kind of goes back to, like I said, how I how I spend my days and really wanting to continue to to understand the industry, understand where things are headed, understand new businesses and ideas that are pushing things forward and, and share those with others. So
0: I, and I resonated with what you were saying at the beginning, I was like, that's exactly why I started the conversation series because I got out of college and I was like, I was always the kid who learned more outside of school than it it, sitting in a class. So when I got out of school, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still hungry to keep learning. What, what is the next thing I want to go learn? And I was ne- like, i am never been socially, like, act, like, I'm not a big social person, but I yeah. love talking to people. And like you said, learning more from people like you, spe- you telling me your life and what you do, it, it helps me and it sticks with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's the most powerful piece is that your people's stories stick with you more than you think they do. Right. So I think that's the powerful piece of it.
1: I think for me too, since graduating college, there was, there was quite a long period of time where I kind of lost some of that you know, curiosity for a number of different reasons. And I kind of lost that desire to have conversations with people. And I'm with you, I'm, I'm more on the introverted side. So I'm not real big, like going out and a ton of people around me. I kind of yep. really am in my, in, in my comfort zone when I'm having those one-on-one conversations that's on a particular topic topic, but, um, so that's been the kind of the cool thing, I think last year to come out of the pandemic and, you know, the world of clubhouse and lunch club and, and podcasting, it's really provided a medium to really reignite some of that for me and re-engage that, that part of me that, like I said that for a while there, just for whatever reason, or for multiple reasons, just, um, you know, just didn't have that. So
0: is the, is the energy feeding behind, all three of these podcasts, your continuous wanting to learn, your continuous hunger to learn—is that what's feeding these three?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. What it, where did that hunger come from? Like you just said, after college, it kind of died a little. It wasn't exactly that spark. How did you get it sparked back up again?
1: That's a great question. Um, and I think really the thing, you know, I started the the Nicholas Crim Show, which was my first my first podcast at the end of last year and I, I did four episodes and I just kind of let it sit. Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of hit a roadblock like, Hey, that was fun. And, and uh, I kind of enjoyed that process, but where do I take it? Right. And um, really for me earlier this year, I, I was reading that there's a newsletter I subscribed to, and there was a, there's a lady named Julia LaRoche who was a Yahoo correspondent and a journalist. And uh, she did a Q&A session in this newspaper, in this uh, newsletter, and uh, she talked about her process, she talked about her preparation, she talked about some of these high-profile uh, guests that she was able to sit down and interview, how sometimes it took her years to get in front of, uh, to get them and actually secure that email, or secure that interview, and um, but she didn't let it stop her. She would just create a Google doc of the person. She would continue to gather information. She would move on protecting her, um, perfecting her craft. And then ultimately, um, you know, she viewed that no as a not right now and she would stay persistent with it. And that was just so inspiring to me. And I think it just really had an impact on me. And I think it made me probably less uncomfortable with the process of like reaching out to more high profile guests and, and reaching out to busy people and asking for their time.
0: Yeah. And it helped
1: me think through some of the, maybe the preparation that I needed to put in that I hadn't put in the first go around. So um, yeah, I would say that was, that was definitely a big spark for me. Just hearing her talk about that and understanding the reality of it. And hey, booking guests can be hard and it can be challenging, yeah. but it's so rewarding, I think, um, helped kind of reignite that in me as well. So yeah,
0: I, I had a college professor that said to me um, when I was talking about all of this, he said, what's the worst thing they can say? No. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> that that shouldn't be stopping me from doing what I keep dreaming about, what I love to be doing. Um, and that has literally stuck with me. So every time I send an email, I literally say out loud, I'm like, what's the worst thing they can say? No. Right. Um, just because it, to your point, you never know who is actually truly going to say yes, back to you, you can send 10 pitches out to people, and you might get that one yes, and you're thanking God yeah. uh, for it, but it it is, it's like that process, you just have to mentally be positive about it, and be like, what's the worst thing they can say is no, but you might get that yes. Yeah, um,
1: and I think one thing that helped me is, you know, in my, in my day job as a a benefits advisor you know i do a lot of prospecting i, I yeah. do a lot of cold outreach and um, you know some of the same tools that you use to do that you can use when trying to book a podcast host and yeah. i was getting a lot of at-bats with that and, and yeah. becoming more comfortable with that process so i think that kind of coupled with the getting that spark of inspiration and seeing yeah. somebody that had been successful with it and kind of shared her process just yeah. reignited me and got me excited that you know about it again and yeah. um and, you know, it's, I was going to say too, it's never been easier to start a podcast. I, I um, kind of tried to launch one in, in college and it was a little, yeah. it wasn't difficult, but it it was, it was a little harder. And, um, yeah. you know, so now it's just, it's super easy. And what I found with the three is that it's the same process as far as yeah. booking the guest preparation, the post uh, show editing and that kind of stuff. So, you know, part of the strategy behind that too, is really trying to understand maybe what audience some of those interviews would resonate with and um you know on some of them like the executive spotlight's going to be a little bit more like ceo cfo heavy and and you know that may not cater to everyone and they may look elsewhere but so just i think having that very that variety and also being able to really cater to certain audiences is helpful and it's it's not too hadn't been too hard to set up so yeah
0: I think my favorite and what I love about this is like, I'm a super, like, I love doing research on people, especially Uh for these. So I think that's been my favorite part is I'm like, I get to dig into this person's life. I get to find points where I want to ask questions Mm -hmm. and I get, and it gets me excited. Is there a point for this whole prep or when you're recording the podcast, like that gets you excited for all of it?
1: Yeah, I, re- I enjoy the research as well. And what I mentioned earlier was I, I really like trying to find kind of those obscure, an obscure story or an experience or um, some statement that they made in you know this interview over here that no one's maybe read before or few people have read and really try to extract, like, why did you say that? Or why did that impact you like that? Or tell me more about that. So I, I like trying to find those interesting things, maybe in in places that you necessarily wouldn't, um, that you wouldn't think to look, and then also yeah. I love it when you ask a question or you you bring up something where the person themselves hadn't really thought about yeah. it much, and and you kind of catch them off not off guard, but they're like, yeah, I hadn't really thought much about that, but yeah, that's interesting. Let's, let's, you know, riff on that. Let's talk about that a little bit. So
0: I, I, I love the simplest questions too. When you ask people and they're, they're just kind of, they were expecting the really high, high up questions and they're like, huh. And I've, I've had people like sit there on the simplest questions and they are like, that's a really great, great question. I'm like, I asked you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I asked somebody this on a daily basis.
1: Yeah it's a you know it's a craft um and uh, you know you asked about what reignited that or, or yeah. the underlying um you know desire to do podcasting. and I think someone like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan those yeah. guys have had a huge impact on me and um as I've listened to you know hours and hours of their interviews yeah. they definitely inspired me but really understanding that what they were doing was a craft and there was a skill to it and the ability to ask very simple questions and then kind of get out of the way and just let the person go and um, ask simple follow-up questions. And yeah. um, you know, I've learned a lot from them. And I agree some of the times I just like simplest questions really bring out a lot. So yeah.
0: Joe Rogan is in my eyes, one of the coolest people to listen to in terms of podcasts because you you can have one episode where he's interviewing a celebrity and then the next, he's going into some of these hard topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, he's just, he gets into it and he's not afraid to talk about things, which I love because yeah. it just opens up more and more conversations and it'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of like, is this the next YouTube or is this the next kind of medium that everybody hits?
1: Yeah, I have thought about that some, and I, and I think for me, it's gone back to what's my motivation for doing this, um, and when I t- when I think about like a saturated, maybe market, or there's a lot of podcasts, it's like, okay, well, that may mean that I don't have as many, you know, listeners, or I'm never going to, I'm not going to be the next like Tim Ferriss podcast or Joe Rogan, like, yeah, th- those have already been established, but it's like, can I have the conversations I want to have, can I work on the craft, can I get better at Interviewing people, do I enjoy the process of, um, you know, do I enjoy the process of of researching, like we talked yeah. about, and and that's really my motivation for for doing it. And then it's like I don't know where this will lead, and and right. I don't know if you know this may never become a, a big thing, um, yeah. but I'm still getting these. I'm working on these skills. I'm getting this benefit, you know, from yeah. it. And yeah. and sometimes the most rewarding thing is some of these guests, like just getting to interact with them sometimes like over the course of a month between setting up the interview, like yeah. through the interview, you know, follow-ups after to say, Hey, it's gone live or, Hey, you said this. And that was really interesting. I've been thinking about that is really a cool part of the, you know, a part of the process. So. Yeah.
0: One part I want to hit moving away from podcast is your website really quickly, because as I was doing my research, your website, super straightforward. Everything they need to know about you, what you do, your podcast is on that one website page right there. What I loved was underneath is the projects section, that mm-hmm. of things that you are passionate about, things that you have interest in that you would love to do um, projects about. How did you come up with that kind of I'm going to put this out there and we'll see what interest comes from it.
1: Yeah. Someone inspired me to do that. Um, there's a, a girl I follow on Twitter that had just gotten into the longevity space and she had made this huge kind of career shift and she had redone her website. And, um, and, and actually I saw another guy as well. So I just ran across a few people that had posted that on their webpage and these are the projects and these are the things that I want to work on. And, um, yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna steal that and, and make it my own and, and nice. just put it out there and yeah. you know, hopefully over time that be a reminder and add things and take things down, th- take things down and that kind of stuff. So yeah.
0: Coming yeah. from our conversation, my favorite part was the relationship section, which it's clear now talking after talking to you a little bit, like why that's kind of it like it's on there. Um, but personally for me, I was like, I love that because that's a whole point of kind of why I'm doing this why I'm sure there's a piece of you that's doing your podcast it's forming those relationships with people so I that was my favorite section
1: right Um, yeah I fell it's it's been a while since I put that up but I I just still remember you know being compelled to put that up really for me to say um, you know this this is going to be in line with a lot of these other things that I you know that I want to work on and And I think for me, it's been the kind of going back to like what I mentioned about kind of losing that curiosity and desire to have conversations. I've just been, I've had a lot of opportunity by putting myself out there online and reaching out to people or commenting on things. And um, there's been a lot of, you know, conversations and, and things that have sparked from that, that have had a huge impact on me that are now ongoing conversations or relationships. And so I think part of that was triggered as well, just really expanding my mind of what a relationship can be you know it doesn't have to be that person day in and day out that you live with or your family it can be people that you know you interact with maybe a couple times a month sharing meaningful stuff or commenting on things and you know that can be a that can be a meaningful relationship that that uh you know drives value and makes an impact in your life and so part of that came from really trying to expand what I think about when I say relationship as well so
0: very cool When I was looking at it, I was like, I'm almost looking at your like manifestation board Uh of just right there as in terms of like, these are the things he wants to work on, but it'd be cool to talk to you five years down the road and be like, did you, did you do any of these? Did any of these projects ever come to life and kind of see what would happen? But I was like, this is like manifestation right in front of my eyes that the kid that you used to be that you was listening to talk uh radio talk shows what would be one thing what would you go back and tell your younger self
1: oh man I've asked that question to others before and and uh (laughs) now I have to answer it hmm I think you know I think for me I've, I've taken going through school and right out of school I think I took a I took a very like traditional path as yeah. far as, you know, first job out of college and yeah. going to work for a large corporation. And and I, and that's had a lot of benefits, but it's had some challenges too. And, you know, I think in parallel to me, kind of losing that curiosity, I've also during that time lost a lot of kind of like the creative side of me, the, yeah. the side that was obsessed with those type of things, like conversations and, and yeah. the, creating a talk show or, you know, drawing and that type of things. Um, And I kind of lost that. So I think I would just tell myself, like, don't go this traditional route, but like don't lose your creative side and continue developing and working on that. Um, And don't, you know, don't, don't completely put that to the side because you can always pick it back up, but you lose some years and you lose some valuable time where you can still be working on those things. And those things, you know, those projects could lead to some cool things as well that you may not have yeah. thought that they could so
0: very cool I love that um what is one thing you are looking forward to here in the next year with your podcast with the industry you're in right now what's one thing
1: uh, I you know I really want to let's see I think for me I really want to you know I really want to book that like really high profile guest I would say yeah. as far as like you know podcasting um yeah as far as the work in healthcare, I really, you know, in six months, a year, I'd really like to say that I have a better grasp on kind of the stakeholders in the industry, where the industry is going, yep. where the opportunities lie. And then, uh, you know, last um, uh my wife and I are expecting our, our first child in February. So congratulations. Um, thank you. So, you know, in the midst of that you know that word relationship is taking on a whole different yeah. you know meaning, and that's going to be changing. So I would say those are kind of the the three things. So
0: very cool. I love that. Um, I love that, and I think uh, I am crossing my fingers that you land that big guest. I'm very excited for you and your wife. Um, I think would, like when you get that big guest or that guest where you're like they're not going to say yes, but you I'm going to send it anyways. And you get the yes back. You're like on top of the world.
1: And, you know, and I think for me, I've, I've been, you know, very like fortunate and feel very like blessed that I've had to talk to a lot of the people that I've talked to. Yeah. Um, there's some very, very smart and talented people that I've had a chance to talk to that have given me an hour. And, um, and, and so maybe to like expound on that more, it's, it's definitely those people that have reached out and it's like, Yeah now's not the time. Like I appreciate you thinking to me now's not the time. Yeah. And maybe for the first time going through that process of like following up and really kind of earning yeah. the, the opportunity to sit down with them would be yeah. you know, would be pretty cool. So
0: I am, uh, I say all the time, I'm incredibly thankful for everybody that I've gotten to talk to, um, because it's opened my eyes to different, to different topics, different experiences, but, uh, I don't, I, it's the process, like you said, of going back and sending, once you've kind of gotten those episodes underneath you, you're like, okay, I've got more of a base to stand on. Let me go back and see if I can get a yes now.
1: I would agree. Yeah. You kind of get that sense with some people that they want to see a little bit more want to see that you're all in on it and kind of see what you produce before they they give you a yes so
0: absolutely they want to see your they want to see you actually do the work right you then back to school you're like i just got done doing all the work now i gotta go do more Mm -hmm. um my last question i love to ask everybody we've kind of dug into it a little bit with you um but just what inspires you
1: really you know i I love I think going back to the learning and just the exploring ideas, I really like to understand why things work the way that they are. I like to explore, you know, why people are, are the way that they are, the experiences they've had. Um, You know, I'm I'm reading uh, a lot of history, a lot of biographies right now. And so you read about someone like Benjamin Franklin or the Wright brothers or Steve Jobs and so you know just reading those stories and reading about people that have done amazing things and yeah um, and really going back to the origins of that and understanding how people thought that you know they thought that they were crazy or um, had never been done before and maybe they were underqualified and that's really where I'm drawing experience from um, inspiration from these days so
0: I need to get a list of biographies from you because I love biographies Um, yeah definitely that's just where i live i love like you said i love learning about other people um and especially St- steve jobs was one of my all-time favorite books um just because his his mind is so incredible to just kind of jump into yeah um, so i love i love that book yeah
1: and even someone recently i've been reading uh uh roberts's uh, biography on uh, napoleon yeah and, you know, even I, I think I'm just been really inspired by people that are so young that have these odd audacious goals. Yeah. And he was someone that like he was 22 or 23 and he decided that he was going to take it upon himself to write the the history of Corsica, like where he grew up. And you're like, and people <laughs> laughed at him and, and, and yeah. mentors in his life said, you know, I think history should be written by the old and the gray haired. And what are you doing? And, but you know, they push through the through those things, and they wrote those things, and they had those aspirations. And so, um, you know, that's the thing for me. It's as why you're young to try to do things, things that people don't maybe yeah. think that you're qualified for or that you have enough yeah. experience for. And just hey, what's the worst? You you fall yeah. on your face, or people tell you that you shouldn't be doing it. And it's like
0: yeah.
1: that's the worst Less- that can happen. So yeah,
0: lessons upon lessons upon different messages that you totally get from out of all of it, where you're like, wow these people and even i watch um i'm a big sports person and so when i see um so many people like young tennis players young athletes Uh playing and i'm like they're 21 years old in professional sports (laughs) and I'm, i'm sitting over here and you're just like but the documentaries come out and you learn so much from why they are the way that they are and why they got into what they're doing um that resonates with me as well because I'm just like it's super like what's the motivation behind everybody doing what they're doing in life right
1: right so yeah and I think to I think to expect like piggyback on that too I, I've been inspired recently by reading some books and reading about stories that maybe they found yeah. that business or they found that project or they they found that novel that they were supposed to write later on in life because yeah. sometimes I get a little bit discouraged like kind of the the ship sailed, you know, I'm I'm getting closer to 30 and yeah, some of these people in their late 20s or teens are doing these amazing things, especially when you look at like tech and that kind of stuff. And you're like, yep. did I miss the boat? You know, um so I'm I'm inspired to, to read people that are young that have done great things, but then also, you know, read those people that later on in life is when they really found the thing that they were passionate about or they found the thing, Absolutely. a project that that you know they did something great with so that's that's been uh, inspiring as well i had a kid i was talking to um last year that uh told me he wanted to be a youtuber yeah that's what he wanted to do his life and I, I just thought that was awesome and and that, to have a job like that and a creative outlet that would not have been a job and been a, a means to support himself um i'm like the fact that he's thinking that way is just encouraging because it may not be youtube but there's gonna be some platform or some way for him to make a living doing something that he enjoys like that which is cool and um you know that conversation you know back to I guess podcasting I did an interview with a lady named Lauren Bolden who owns a pie shop yeah. here in my town and um you know I was going to talk to her about her processes and being in business and yeah. and making pie and you know the interview we really spent a lot of time talking about this was yeah. you know her taking a chance and saying I kind of went this traditional route but I want to I want to try this thing and I don't know if it'll work, but we're going to sacrifice her husband and her to give it a shot, you know, and yeah. her husband's been able to kind of do the same with thing with her, with his music. And, um, we talk a lot about that, just hoping that people that have those dreams and aspirations, how do you, how do you continue to hold that and, and, and go for those things? So
0: my, uh, some of my favorite stories are people who are lawyers or like high profile jobs. And, um, they go from being, a lawyer to opening up their own bakery or something yeah. like that They're just making wedding cakes now i'm like you're like what is the what's the connection between the two how did we go Sorry. from being a lawyer to doing this um so that story that's actually some of my favorite stuff that i love to listen to um because you're just you're craving that there's that question there how did we get from that to that right um, situation so it's cool it's really cool to have those conversations with people
1: yeah and we're because people were we're dynamic we're you know we're diverse even within ourselves and our interests and stuff so it is interesting to see those things kind of play out and to maybe what seemed like opposing worlds so yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's cool you're like oh you've been able to do this since you were a kid it's great like why weren't you doing this the whole time (laughs) yeah yeah so very cool um thank you nicholas for coming on and talking to us i have absolutely loved this conversation um and i'm gonna have all three podcasts linked down below as well as nicholas's twitter and linkedin so you can go check him out and follow along with him thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today i've loved this yeah, thank
1: you, Danielle. I've really enjoyed it. So yeah,
0: absolutely. And I can't wait to see um, and listen to other episodes you got coming out here soon. So
1: yeah, appreciate it. We'll we'll stay in touch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode of the conversation series podcast. We love having conversations here and whatever platform you are listening to this on, please rate and review. It makes a huge difference. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at DL on Instagram and catch more behind the scenes of how we do these episodes of the conversation series. As always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye y'all.